0: Hi, this is Amina. Uh, I suggest. No, I'm kidding. This is part three of <laughs> my series with Miss Bill Facebook PM. Basically, right? I should include what Skivio Radio even is. What does Skivio even mean? It's an amalgam of two words. so I'll give you that hint. And you know, the the, the core message of Skivio Radio is that diversity and inclusion is not propaganda. And so that's that's the driving force. One of my favorite quotes is uh, by Stephen Jay Gould. It goes, I am somehow less interested in the weight and convolutions of Einstein's brain than in the near certainty that people of equal talent have lived and died in cotton fields and sweatshops. And this is one of my favorite quotes, if not my favorite one, because, I mean, as you can tell, it alludes to this myth of the meritocracy. But also, I feel, you know, Skivio Radio can be a place where those who don't have access to places like Princeton or Facebook or Tesla or, like, whatever place (laughs) you hear about in these episodes, they can listen and be like, oh, that's what that's like, right? Like, why is it fair that only the people who were accepted to E.G. Princeton should, like, benefit from the knowledge you can learn there even the people who get in I mean there is a vast number of people who have the qualifications in terms of SAT or GPA like who could academically be fine there and they get rejected right like so why is it you know why is there this like heavy veil (laughs) behind which I mean it can be seen as so taboo um to share like what goes on. So yeah. Okay. Um basically that's that's Giveo. I mean it's a space where I seek to undermine the status quo. So I guess I'm curious, if you don't mind my asking, um, you and your team at Microsoft came out with the HoloLens 2 this February, this past February, and this was before you left Microsoft. Why did you leave Microsoft? Is it because an opportunity presented itself at Facebook or was there another reason?
1: Oh, yeah. So I transitioned from Microsoft to Facebook like eight months ago, around that time when I was done kind of launching the second version of hololens 2 i felt like that was a good transition point i think working in tech especially if you're in like the bay area it's almost a given that you're going to work across different companies different cultures and see what it's like and for me i'd only worked at microsoft after graduating from college and so the biggest motivation was really okay let me just try out a different company and see how i like it less about microsoft what i was doing there because it was totally a dream job and something that i was super super passionate about and something that i can definitely see myself working on again Um, but more so about, okay, Facebook is also an amazing opportunity, um, in a different way, right? Like Facebook is probably one of the only companies where you get to work on a product that is impacting 2 billion plus people on the planet. So for me, I think that was also equally appealing or if not more, is just the ability to make an even greater impact now, right? Like just a lot faster.
0: I even remember, not to sound stalkerish, but in your Instagram, one of your Instagram highlights, you had a um, clip of, I guess, a trailer you would call it, about the HoloLens. And when I was watching it, I was like, this is epic. So, a question I have is, you know, why do you think tech is in such an advantageous field to enter? I guess, like, this is kind of a s- selfish question because. Partly, I've been in a space of professional exploration and it seems like because I like creativity, because I like problem solving, the innovation going on in the field um, is appealing. It seems like I have inclinations suited for tech. And so I guess I'm wondering, you know, for myself or anyone out there listening in a similar situation, like, why should we make the leap? Try it out, right?
1: Try building projects on the side. Try meeting other people that are in the space already. Talk to them. Check out those companies that you might be interested in. Shadow them. I think the biggest way you could see if you like it or not is literally by building something. So if you want to go into software engineering, start kind of just brushing up on those skills or learning them. The amazing part about software and coding, in my opinion, is just like the low barrier to entry. Like. The only barrier is you learning the language and learning the language is not that difficult if you're motivated because the resources are available for free on the internet. You cannot say that for many, many other careers, right? Like most other careers, you have to go to school or go back to grad school or something to be able to actually go into that and be taken seriously. I think the amazing part about tech is that low barrier where anyone from all any background can potentially get into the space if they're truly passionate about it. And I think that is actually amazing. So for me, it's more about okay, exploring which, which kind of role appeals to you the most. If you have skills that already translate into getting into a tech company, I would try to just do that first and then transition. If you don't start building those skills, there's like boot camps that are available to participate in full time. If you're not one of those people that can be motivated, to just like complete a course online. Yeah, so there's just a lot of different opportunities and ways to kind of get into tech. And I think a lot of companies in one way or another are now transitioning to be more tech focused anyways. So it's interesting thinking about that and just like the future and where things are going. It's just like, even if you're in another discipline, that discipline is probably trying to techify themselves as well. So in one way or another, it's going to be really hard in my opinion to not be in tech
0: as a Muslim woman in tech yourself, I mean, do you think there's any benefit of joining, of being in tech as a Muslim woman?
1: I think that's a great question. Um, I think Muslim women in particularly, there's just so much opportunity for them, right? Like, first of all, in general, whether you're a Muslim woman or not, I think for women in particular, tech is amazing because you get that work-life balance if you want it. You get that flexibility. The pay is... Probably the top amongst many different careers. Like so, financially speaking, it's a great decision. And then third, like it's just like again the opportunity for impact. That the way that the co- companies care about diversity and nurturing that. Um, yes, there are not that many women in tech right now, but that's changing. And I love that every company that I've talked to and like been in is so focused on kind of building diversity. So that's actually something that they care about. The benefits are really really amazing so if you do further along down the line decide you want to start a family you want to get married there's just so many perks and they take care of you like they have extensive kind of maternity leave they have paternity leave they have like perks like facebook gives like baby money so if you have a child they'll give you like four thousand dollars or something or five thousand dollars just like for that baby fund they'll work with you for your career so if you want to take a couple years off it's not the type of space where that will be held against you because it's so easy to return and not feel like you've lost any time so i think you have to think about it long term too like as a woman there's just so many stats out there and super well known that at a certain point in time in their lives they they often find themselves deciding to make a trade-off whether they want to continue in their career or whether they don't want to, right, or whether they think it's more important to spend more time with their family. Um, and I don't think you have to make that trade-off in tech. Obviously, I haven't had children yet, but from what I've seen in terms of like the other woman that I get to work with and the other like role models and mentors, it's actually one of the few careers that makes it so easy to kind of balance both. And really leaves it on you in terms of what you want to do and the decisions that you want to make because it's just so, so flexible. So yeah, I think overall it's really hard to find a career in space like that. And then two, it's just amazing to be able to make an impact, right, in the space. And as a woman, I think in particular, you're well suited for it. you need more women in tech because the products that we're building are often used by women more than men and so if you have men that are the only ones that are creating these products they're not going to be great like it's just not going to work that's not how the world is going to go and so like yeah i mean even when i was working on the hollands product for example we were building the virtual reality headsets and the controllers for those all of those were tested by men and so what we realized halfway through was that they were optimized for big, huge hands. Oh, wow. And then we get got all the women to come in and try them out. And then we realized, okay, we should probably change the design of this thing because guess what? Not everyone has huge hands and mm. <laughs> not everyone is going to find these ergonomically speaking comfortable. Same thing happened when I was working on eye tracking. Like a lot of women will put on mascara and makeup and eyeliner on their eyes. No men do, No man does that, right? We didn't have enough data from women to actually train our eye tracking models for real eyes because all of that data was males, right? It's just so, so important when it comes down to building products like that because you need, half the world is female and you need to have that represented. And so I remember going in and actually putting it on a headset on my own eyes and making them get data from me and like encouraging other women to go in and do it because like, I wear eyeliner every day to work, yeah, right? Yeah. Very few other people do it, and there are very few women on the team. And so, like, the more data that you have and the more, like, women that you have represented, the better your product is going to be and the better it's going to work. And so as a woman, I think it's amazing um, just overall in in terms of career opportunity and, like, the flexibility that's provided to you. And obviously, financially speaking, like, you can look up the numbers online. I'm not going to talk to that, but it's yeah, really, yeah. really good. Um, and then, as a Muslim woman in particular, I think the fact that each company takes into account diversity, like Microsoft, they had a musalla in every single office building. Wow! <laughs> so they had jamaats for prayer in every single office building, like that is amazing. Yes. And then they actually consulted the Muslims on in that building when they were creating, uh, when they were redesigning it to make sure that they built wudu rooms. Oh, like wow. so, we literally in the bathroom had a space to do wudu. Like that is amazing. I I don't hear that when I talk to my friends in finance. I don't hear that when I talk to my friends at the hospital. So, honestly, I think that's just, like, amazing, and a lot of people don't talk about that.
0: Yeah, I even remember seeing this past Ramadan that uh, Cheryl Sandberg and others, you know, hosted an event, or there was an event um, for Muslims, basically in an iftar, a breaking, you know, of the fast, and it was compelling because sometimes people talk about diversity and inclusion but you don't see the actual inclusion aspect (laughs) like and so here you had an instance where like facebook was visibly going through a tremendous effort to be inclusive
1: yeah so i can speak to that as well like this past ramadan at facebook seattle i hosted a ramadan iftar for 300 people and Mm -hmm. cheryl created a video for that she sent a special message to all of the people that were fasting that day we hosted a -a fastathon and it was the first time that we had built like created that kind of event at facebook seattle for that many people and it was just amazing working with them because they were just so open to it throughout i was like hey this is something that we have done in other offices like headquarters we'd love to do something similar in seattle and so Every step of the way, they were just so open to it in terms of like diversity and sponsoring everything and then I worked with the Seattle culinary team uh, to kind of create a special iftar menu for everyone so they were just so excited, they stayed late on their own time, they volunteered to cook up a feast for 300 people like the chef went out of his way to for example like make biryani for everyone he'd never made it before <laughs> he was so excited and like mango lassi oh, wow. and like so <laughs> samosas like hot off like <laughs> hot hot out of the oven it was just amazing amazing mashallah and it was such a successful event like we ordered swag we ordered like goodie bags and like gift bags and everything and like water bottles for everyone and just like It was just so inspiring to be part of a company that kind of encourages that and values diversity as well um and it's something that we want to be able to do every year but just being able to do it this year for the first time in seattle i think that was just amazing and like having a company that was open to like feeding 300 people and raising awareness about ramadan and talking about that was just like an
0: awesome experience
1: and i don't think again like i think that's really unique to tech.
0: So, at the behest of Skype, I have to interrupt this broadcast every 15 minutes at 15-minute intervals to remind you that the software used for this conversation is brought to you by Skype. Uh, I should also mention... That Scivio seeks to undermine the status quo and render the pursuit of higher ed equitable for all. Or at least it once did. How do you discover that about which your passionate and can you have co-passions is that really possible maybe it is because you can have more than one passion that you're pursuing or, or would like to pursue and the reason there's that multiplicity that plurality is because Each of those passions reflects the same underlying affinity that you have towards something. Um, So this interruption became a bit more stream of consciousness. Um, Initially, it started out as the fulfillment (laughs) of of a legal, technically, order then it changed to well I should plug Skivia if I have to plug Skype and then it evolved into this deeper almost existential if not directly existential question about how does one decide what to pursue which honestly this is coming full circle because is that not the purpose of Scivio Radio, right? I've interviewed people from a range of backgrounds and you find that I consistently ask about whether the path they're currently on was one they imagined they would embark upon, right? If this path that they're on now is it something that they knew from a young age, from earlier in life, from whatever point, whatever previous point that they were being called to, right? <laughs> if we're going to invoke a sense of destiny, or is it really just the reflection of their wanting to change, right? There's nothing deeper. It wasn't um, from a historical or, or childhood you know, fantasy about what, what I want to be you know, before I'm 30, because apparently, uh, there's a deadline that's, that's quite ageist, right? You know, uh, how many authors and writers only wrote their first book, you know, when they were 50 or 60 in their fifties, in their sixties, right? How many great things were accomplished by humankind from people who were in middle age or older? So I honestly don't know where this deadline comes from thank you for sticking with me through (laughs) yet another digression and I return you back to my programming and this conversation and follow Skivio on Instagram and Twitter Uh, Facebook Skivio isn't active so you can follow us there as well but um, there it would only be a show of support. <laughs> it wouldn't be to receive any information, um, or content or resources. Cause I'm very big on that. Is it just Facebook and Microsoft that act like that? Or is it more pervasive in tech? Do you think?
1: I think every company to a certain extent needs to do something in diversity. So it is extremely pervasive. Um, uh, I think motivationally speaking, it's hard for them not to when their competitors are. So in this way, I think competition has been really, really good for the industry because one company may come out ahead and start leading and then other companies are like, oh, we should probably be doing the same thing because at the end of the day, all they want is the best talent, right? They want the best people working for them. They want more women working for them. They want more minorities working for them. They want a fully like representative company. There's just been so much research out there of like, when you have more diversity and when you have diverse teams, you are going to do better as a company. So, I think bottom line, it is a bit selfish, but hey, the side effects are positive.
0: <laughs> so, it seems that the positions you've acquired, you know, in tech at Microsoft and now at Facebook, it seems like you've gained a lot from them. So, so my question is like how are you how have you been able to give back through those positions?
1: I love talking about that. I think One, I think giving back is just so important. It's something that I'm personally really passionate about. Um, To Muslim women in particular, I give back by being part of kind of, one, being a mentor to so many Muslim women, especially when they're students in undergrad, but also when they're early career. Two, um, we recently started this Muslim women in tech Facebook group. Actually, it's a whole community that we've created uh, with like a few other girls. And what we've done for the first time this year is... Uh, go through the process of wanting to sponsor a girl to go to Grace Hopper. So, I don't know if you're familiar with Grace Hopper but for people that aren't, it's a woman in Computing conference. It's the largest conference that happens for Women in Computing every single year. This year it's in Orlando. Um, I've gone several years both as kind of a participant but also as someone who's interviewing and trying to find talent and so Having been on both sides, like I know how much of a difference it can make, especially to a student who's trying to get exposure to the types of opportunities that are available in industry and also just like interview like you can go to that conference and come out with a job offer, which I think is really unique to that conference. And there's not a lot of other opportunities to do that. And so this year, what we did was like we opened up kind of a scholarship process for Muslim moment in Tech and alhamdulillah like we had such amazing applicants like that was my week this week that was my this morning actually (laughs) like um we went through like our scholarship committee went through just amazing application applications from girls that were applying um from like students and undergrad doing their masters phds etc and then we it was really really difficult for us like we narrowed it down to kind of our two finalists and then we interviewed them and then this morning alhamdulillah we decided our main finalist and now it was just a, such a difficult decision that we're trying to see if we can sponsor another one so that both of them can go right like so that's like one thing that i'm super super passionate about just like paying it forward because i think it's just so important to have that mentorship early on in your career and to get into technology and i think it makes a huge difference in terms of setting someone else else up for success so that's one and then two is just like being integrated with the community at large like even when i joined like moved back to seattle um, the first thing that I did was kind of create kind of a Muslim tech professionals chapter here, and like start hosting a lot of kind of opportunities for people to connect and like for people to find just like make those connections at other companies and like build more of those relationships with others that are in the same space as them, especially other Muslim people here in the city, um, and build those kind of friendships, and so. That I think has been an amazing opportunity for me, but also just like a good experience so far seeing kind of that community grow and seeing like a lot of good come out of it. To be honest, just like people finding new friends, but also finding like other companies to join and just like building that network because I think, again, Muslims, we just need to do that more for each other. And I think that is really, really important regardless of where you are. And then, yeah, I think the third piece is just, like, I've been part of the Muslim community in general in Seattle by being part of the board here at the mosque. MAPS is a mosque here in Seattle area, and I was on the board for a year, and I was involved for many years prior to that. And um, what was unique about this is is that it's actually a very kind of forward-looking community center and mosque where... All of our board meetings were run like a tech company meeting. Like everyone else on the board, like I was one of two women. So it was just such a great experience kind of to hold a position like that. And then two, being able to make an impact like that. And then three, um, being part of a kind of professional mosque driven experience. More of like, here's our mission. Here's what we want to do for the community. um, Here's like the funding. And here are the things that we actually care about. We want to stay away from, like, the day-to-day kind of drama, et cetera, that holds communities back. We want to think really long-term and kind of where we want to be, and I think that really set them up for success, and I think that was really good, just being a part of that and, like, feeling comfortable enough with my community that I felt like I could be a part of that. Um, so, yeah, I a lot. like, I, I try to give back as much as possible, usually with my time, sometimes with my money, and, like... Where it makes sense and just being strategic about that i think is really important
0: it sounds like from what you said you do so many different activities so how do you balance all of that
1: yeah my husband is like what you overcome it yourself <laughs> you definitely need to start like prioritizing things more and i think i have been he's also helped me a lot with us just in terms of prioritization and um i think that's also really important like if you have other people in your life whether it's like your family or your husband, or your brother, or like, anyone, I think it's really, really important for them to also be, like, supportive. um, If you're the type of person that is constantly kind of overcommitting or like, really busy, or wanting to do things all the time, like I am, not everyone is like that, Um, but I think if you are, it's really, really important to surround yourself with that kind of uh, level of support, and just like, people that also push you, to do to be a better version of yourself. And I think that's yeah. something that my husband does for me. That's something that my parents do for me and my siblings. So I think that is just like Alhamdulillah oh, no, really, really important and really um really positive.
0: Do you think so far in your career, do you think being Muslim has held you back at all?
1: I don't think so. I think yeah. it's helped me because it's given me that community that a lot of people lack. Yeah.
0: Um
1: so, that's the positive of being a minority, actually. You are so tight with others that are going through the same thing that you are. Um, that it actually pushes you to be better.
0: So, it seems you're in a unique position because growing up, you know, your parents, like, your family, tech was not a foreign topic. Even the domain name you created, right, as a you know as a birthday gift from your parents to you like you combined syllables of your name and your siblings names and you know even earlier you were saying at the age of 12 or 13 you already sold <laughs> created a website and were, and you were paid $1500 but for i guess other you know individuals in their families tech was never either discussed openly or there wasn't a lot of familiarity and so for people considering tech what advice would you give them what advice would you give them if they are experiencing experiencing antagonism because of a desire to you know begin pursuing tech professionally
1: i would get them to talk to me but no (laughs) (laughs) but no i think seriously i think that's a really good question um I think the biggest thing that you can do is just by like talking to them about other role models. I think that's why it's so important to have role models. Oh, I know so-and-so who has gone through the same path that I have. She's been successful. She hasn't run into issues. Alhamdulillah. Like she's working in an environment that is actually really supportive of her, etc. Like where it's actually easy to be a Muslim woman and have a career. So I think that's really important It's like, Exposing yourself to other people and potential role models that might be a part of that and referencing them as much as possible when you're talking to your family. But more importantly, it's just like really having a frank conversation with your family members, I think is really important. Like just talking about kind of what you know, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're already, I think, a step ahead of the curve, right? Like uh, you're already kind of seeking those data points of like, this is what this career may look like this is what other people are doing in this career. So I think the more that you can do that by exposing yourself to these kinds of opportunities, whether it's going in person to kind of connect with people through some sort of mentoring event, or it's like talking to someone in your school or recent alumni that has kind of gone through what you have. I think the more you can reference examples when you're talking to your family, I think that helps a lot. And then two, just being frank about kind of the facts, right? Like, there's just so much positive that you can focus on and I don't want to compare careers in any way whatsoever, but I think it's like, uh, yeah, I think tech is special in the way that there's not, there shouldn't be that much controversy around, oh, you're you're risking something or you're going into some sort of space that is not going to be inclusive or great for you and and why because it's really hard in my opinion to find those examples that are like horrific and so and you can probably find horrific examples in any career in any kind of space um so i think it's just important to focus on the positivity and like the upside and being just really transparent with your family members i think the other thing is like give them examples of like how technology has helped the muslim community right like how the world in general is just moving towards that how like countries are trying to incorporate technology as much as possible to move forward. I know multiple startups that are trying to address the refugee crisis right now. Whether it's helping other people by connecting them to translators, or like donations, or just like other sources of support, there's just so much that's helping, happening even in the Muslim world that you could plug into and potentially even make a career out of. That I think is just like a no-brainer. And when you're trying to convince someone, it's just like, how do you say no to that? Like, like there's just so much potential. Um, I, one, I just wanted to say like thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I don't think. I don't think Muslim women in general have enough platforms to talk about their experiences and talk about like the potential opportunities that are available to other Muslim women. So the more that we can encourage that, I think that's amazing. And then two, I mean, just like last words of advice. Honestly, I think um, the biggest thing is connect with other role models. Try to kind of see what other people that have like similar backgrounds to you have been able to do and then not take yourself too seriously like Honestly, if you're worried about something or stressed out about something that's happening right now in your point in life, just take a step back. Think about whether it's going to matter five years from now or six, seven, ten years from now. And if the answer is no, which like 99% of the time it will be, you, you just need to relax a little bit. And I think that is just really, really important, especially for people that are in college right now or just like going through a career transition. Um, inshallah, like things will work themselves out. And I think... Yeah, I, I think that's like my main biggest piece of advice is um, stay focused, be, continue to put yourself in, in, in an environment where you're continuously inspired and try to inspire yourself as much as possible um, and try to surround yourself with other people that are good role models and, men- and mentors. And, and I think technology is like an amazing space and there's just so many opportunities that are happening right now. Um, and yeah, I'm always like available to help answer questions and stuff. So thank you, Amina, yeah, um, for I having guess, me again. Thank
0: you so much. Yeah. <laughs> that, that even brings me to a final question. I mean, some people have this fear, and it can be legitimate, that if they try to build out their network and form more meaningful connections so they can advance professionally or otherwise, um, there's this fear that of competition, basically, that the people that they're trying, that they want to connect with, with who they want to connect, will see them as a competitor and will hold back and won't really see it as an opportunity to be a beneficial mentor or even sponsor. There's a difference between mentors and sponsors, essentially the difference is that a mentor gives you advice and knowledge whereas a sponsor like leverages (laughs) their connections to like advance you professionally like it's like mentorship but like next level um and so i guess what advice would you give to anyone who has that anxiety which you know may even be a real fear not just an anxiety
1: find someone who's older than you to be honest like i'm not gonna give you advice on not dealing with those people i think those people exist But I think the biggest thing is trying to find a true role model rather than someone that might be your peer that you might be competing with. If you ever feel uncomfortable, just skip on that person. Like it's not worth your time to kind of force someone to do something that they may not be interested in or they may have ulterior motives. So I think the biggest takeaway is just like try to find role models and mentors that are actually really interested in kind of giving back and paying it forward. And as soon as you find one, kind of cultivate that relationship with them and build that over time. And show that you're serious because there's just so many people that are reaching out at all times. And it's hard to keep track for like anyone, right? Um, And so the more that you're able to build that personal relationship with them and show that you're really motivated.
0: So at the behest of Skype, I have to interrupt this broadcast every 15 minutes at 15 minute intervals to remind you that the software used for this conversation is brought to you by Skype. Uh, I should also mention that Scivio seeks to undermine the status quo and render the pursuit of higher ed equitable for all, or at least it once did. discover that about which you're passionate and can you have co-passions is that really possible maybe it is because you can have more than one passion that you're pursuing or would like to pursue and the reason there's that multiplicity, that plurality is because each of those passions reflects the same underlying affinity that you have towards something. Um, So this interruption became a bit more stream of consciousness. Um, Initially, it started out as the fulfillment (laughs) of a, of a, legal, technically, order. Then it changed to, well, I should plug skivio if I have to plug Skype. And then it evolved into this deeper, almost existential, if not directly existential question about how does one decide what to pursue? Which honestly, this is coming full circle because is that not the purpose of Skivio Radio, right? I've interviewed people from a range of backgrounds and you find that I consistently ask about whether the path they're currently on was one they imagined they would embark upon, right? If this path that they're on now is it something that they knew from a young age from earlier in life from whatever point whatever previous point that they were being called to right (laughs) if we're going to invoke a sense of destiny or is it really just the reflection of their wanting to change right there's nothing deeper it wasn't um from a historical or, or childhood, you know, fantasy about what, what I want to be, you know, before I'm 30, because apparently uh, there's a deadline that's, that's quite ageist, right? You know, uh, how many authors and writers only wrote their first book, you know, at, when they were 50 or 60, in their 50s, in their 60s, right? How many great things were accomplished by humankind from people who were in middle age or older. So I honestly don't know where this deadline comes from. Thank you for sticking with me through yet another digression. And I return you back to my programming and this conversation. And follow Scivio on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook's Givio isn't active so you can follow us there as well but um, there it would only be a show of support <laughs> it wouldn't be to receive any information um, or content or resources I'm very big on that
1: I think the more you are able to differentiate yourself and really prove out that hey I'm serious I I know that I'm, I more than anything, am going to be the one that's responsible for where I take my career, where I take my personal life. And so um, it really boils down to being able to communicate that with someone else.